morning. Welcome. Good to see you here this morning. Uh, there's a lot going on today. There's a lot going on this week. Uh, this is our uh, Family Promise Week here at Bay Area. And so the building's going to be in full use all week long. I know a lot of you have volunteered for that. And I so appreciate your servant spirit. I'm going to need this. Good morning. Welcome. <laughs> Glad to see you. Lots going on today. Oh, there is a lot going on today. So much I can't keep track of it all. I want to begin by uh, telling you about, uh, uh, you've heard me talk about the Statler brothers. I like the Statler brothers. They had an old song a long time ago called, Do You Remember These? And the whole song was about the good old days. The first first stanza of that song went like this. Saturday morning cereals, chapters 1 through 15. Fly paper, penny loafers, lucky strike green. Sock hops, flat tops, Judy Baker, Pepsi please. Ah, do you remember these? And the whole message of that entire song was, weren't the good old days great? Now I've noticed as people get older, they like to talk more and more about the good old days. And I've also noticed as we get older, the good old days seem a whole lot better than they actually were. They might not have been that great when we were living through them, but with enough time you know, between, it's, the good old days were so great. The little boy asked his grandmother once, say, Grandma, how old are you? And she sort of smiled and said, Well, sweetie, Grandma is 39 and holding. He thought about that answer for a minute and said, Well, how old would you be if you were to let go? You know, we all want to kind of hang on, don't we? We all would like to sort of hang on to some moment in time or some season in our life, but of course we can't. Time goes on. Life marches on. Now, I hate all those Facebook posts that show a picture of things like a meat grinder or the speaker to a drive-in theater or a hand-cranked pencil sharpener and say, like if you know what this is. Share if you've ever used one. Everybody knows what they are. I used one last week. There's nothing romantic about a hand crank ice cream churn. There's nothing really that romantic about the good old days. But the older we get, the more we romanticize the good old days. But do you realize that for a large part of our society, in fact, for a large segment of this congregation, they are living in the good old days. These are the good old days for a lot of people here. 50 or 60 years from now, people that are sitting here right now are going to think about the good old days back in, you know, 2017. Remember the days when you could just take your smartphone and get an Uber? Oh, let's just go back to that simpler time. This morning, is, as Bert mentioned, a special day here at Bay Area. First and foremost, we get to worship together. That always makes it special. But I know when you walked in this morning, you couldn't miss the fact that something's going on. Something's happening here. Today's a big day. Today marks the grand opening of Faith Lane. For the past several months, this back hallway back here, the classrooms behind me have been going through this tremendous transformation. All sort of building up to today. 
for the past several months. Angie Brunson, our children's minister, and our children's uh, ministry deacons, uh, Daryl Alderman, Renell Mithurin, Travis Steed, their wives. So many of you have been working so hard to make this day happen. And the idea behind it is to be able to get our children more and more excited about the good news of Jesus Christ. To tell the old, old story in some brand new ways and let our children get excited about God. You're going to be hearing more about that in a minute, but today is also the last Sunday before the beginning of a new school year here in Hillsborough County. And a new school year affects almost everybody. Almost everyone is affected by a brand new school year. In fact, watch this. If you are attending school this year, if you're getting ready to go to school, whether maybe kindergarten through graduate school, stand up. Just if you're going to school this year, any, any age, any grade, stand up. Stay standing. If you are a teacher, administrator, uh, support staff, if you work for the school system, stand up. If you're married to somebody that's standing, stand up. If you're a parent of someone who's standing or some child going to school, stand up. If you're a grandparent of some child that's going to school, stand up. If you have some special connection to some child somewhere who's going to school, stand up. Take a look. Sit down. I don't know if there's any other week in the entire year that is as transitional as is the week before school. It just affects so many lives. It affects everyone. And I also know that right now some of you are thinking, okay, this is like a back-to-school sermon. Or this is like a children's ministry sermon that doesn't involve me. So you are in the process of, or maybe you already have sort of checked out. But I'm going to call you on it. I'm going to call you back. Psalm chapter 71. Oh God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood, and I have constantly told others about the wonderful things you do. Now that I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O oh God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all who come after me. You might be old. You might be gray. You might not have any connection to anybody that's younger than 20. But you have a responsibility. We have a God-given responsibility to proclaim the power of God to the next generation, to all who come before us. And by the way, didn't someone do that for you? Didn't someone proclaim the power of God to you at one point? I mean, you, you were a kid once, right? Raise your hand if you were a kid once. Okay, that's most of us. Very good. If you were a child, and you can remember back to the good old days, right? I mean, if you're an adult, you can remember back. Some adult, for some reason, paid attention to you. Some adult, somewhere, for some reason, noticed you. For somebody, you counted for some reason. You were just a kid, but some grown-up knew your name. Some dad knew that you played on a ball team somewhere and he asked you about it. Some mom knew that you were interested in music and, and she encouraged you in it. Somewhere, someone poured part of their life into yours. And you've never forgotten it. And you'll never forget them. 
I remember the people in my little hometown church back in western Pennsylvania, back in the good old days. I remember the people who poured their lives into mine when I was just a kid. I can tell you their names. I can still see their faces. I can still hear their voice. I still can see snapshots of the classrooms that I sat in in that little church. You know, we have this opportunity to do the same thing for some other child. Right here. Right here at Bay Area. I want to, I want to share with you a, uh, an illustration. I am a, uh, I'm a visual learner. And I remember things when I see it. And this is an illustration that probably you've seen before. But I think it's pretty effective in reminding us of some things. I've got a uh, jar here. Filled with 936 marbles. Believe it or not, there really are 936 marbles in there. Because I am obsessive enough to count them. But there are 936 marbles in this jar. Each one of these marbles represents one week of your child's life from the time he's born to the time they graduate from high school. For most people, 18 years, 936 weeks. So each one of these marbles represents one week, one weekend of the life of your child from the time they're born to the time they graduate from high school. Now, of course, as parents, we have tremendous influence on our children the rest of their lives. But there is something different that happens when they graduate and move out of, move out of the house. And, by the way, one day they will graduate and move out of the house. 936 weeks. And I want to make a couple observations about this. And the first is this. When you see how much time you have left, you start to get serious about the time that you have now. You know, when you, when you can visualize, you look like, well, that's a lot of marbles in there. But you'd be surprised how quickly those marbles empty out of that jar. When you see how much time you have left, you start to get serious about how much time you have now. Moses said in Psalms 90, teach us to number our days and to recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. We don't need Moses to remind us that time goes quickly. We don't need anybody to remind us that, you know, our days are numbered and they're flying by. You all know that Martha and I just had a, a brand new grandson. Little tiny guy. Beautiful. Zeke Timothy is his name. He's a, he's a newborn. But you know what? He's already three marbles out of his jar. He's three weeks old. By the time your child is one, you are going to take two big handfuls out of their jar. That's when they're still a baby. When they're just one, two handfuls are already gone. By the way, I'll also say this. You only get to relate to a one-year-old child one time as a one-year-old. And you only get to relate to a six-year-old as a six-year-old once. And you only get to relate to a 13-year-old as a 13-year-old once. And you will never want to relate to them as a 13-year-old again. But it goes fast. I mean, we need, we need to be aware of what's going on. By the time our kids are nine, no, still young, nine. <laughs> 
by the time our kids are nine, the jar is half empty. Our time with them really is, is half over as far as the kind of influence that we really have. Half gone. Which brings me to a second observation. When you see how much time you have left, you tend to make what matters matter more. I mean, intellectually, we know what's important, right? But when you kind of take a look at, wow, my child's nine years old. My time with him is really half gone. We tend to make what matters matter even more. Jesus was asked in Matthew, what is the greatest commandment? And he didn't hesitate at all. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. In fact, he said, I'll tell you, the second is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. In fact, Jesus said the entire, all the law and the prophets hinge, hang on these two commandments. What do children know by the time they're nine? Well, I looked it up online. I'll tell you what they know by the time they're nine. The average nine-year-old can read long sentences, up to 12 words, with pretty good uh, comprehension. The average nine-year-old can add and subtract double-digit uh, numbers. The average nine-year-old has a, a working concept of fractions. Their fine motor skills are being developed. The average nine-year-old is able to get themselves up in the morning, get dressed, comb their hair, brush their teeth, all by themselves. That's what the Internet said. What are we teaching our children by the time they're nine about God? How, how, how invested are we in our children by the time they're nine? I hope that we've taught them to love God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their strength. I hope that we've taught them to love their neighbors themselves. Because the time just goes by so slowly. By the time, or so quickly. By the time your child gets his driver's license, her driver's license, not a whole lot of marbles left in the jar. By the time they're, you know, a, a, a learner's permit at 15, you're almost running out of marbles. And then, then it really starts speeding up. Well, and then you get down to the prom, and you get down to uh, a trip to a college somewhere, and then, uh, you know, a graduation party, and Then they graduate from high school, and the jar is empty. 936 weeks are gone. Now, I know what some of you are thinking right now. Some of you are thinking, this is the most depressing sermon I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and you might be right. And I apologize for that. But at least I hope that you're thinking something. At least I hope that you are being reminded of just how intentional we have to be with our children. How precious our limited time is as a family, as parents, as grandparents, and certainly as a church family as well. John said in 3 John verse 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. John's talking about his spiritual children. People that he's known, people that he's taught, people that he loves. And John says, I have no greater joy than to know that my children are walking in the truth. 
We have no greater joy than to know our children are being taught the truth. We have no greater joy than to know that our children are walking in the truth. And I use that phrase, our children, because they are our children. You know, for the the teens in the youth group, for the kids in Faith Lane, the Bay Area Church of Christ will forever be the church they grew up in. This is their home church. It'll always be their home church. And just like I can remember that little church that I grew up in, just like I can remember the faces and the names and in the classrooms, the children that are growing up in this congregation are going to remember the same things about their good old days, about the times that they sat in classes. And they'll be able to remember your name. And they'll be able to remember your face and your voice. They'll be able to remember all those people that poured a part of their lives into theirs. And the great thing is, we all get to be a part of that. We get to be the ones who make the good old days the good old days for our children. We get to pour our lives into theirs. Yes, the clock is ticking. Yes, the, you know, the marbles are running out. But we get to be the ones to make a difference. I want to wrap up this morning by sharing with you a video. It, uh, it's by a singer by the name of J.J. Heller. And she's a, she's a mom. She's a, she's a Christian, uh, folk artist. But this isn't even a Christian song, really. It's just a song that talks about how quickly time goes by and how blessed she is to be able to be the one to raise her daughters. Take a look at this video.
first time, maybe second time, you're trying to figure out, you know, what's Bay Area all about? One thing that we're all about, we're all about our kids. We love our kids. And what a blessing that we get to be the ones. We get to be the ones to help make their days the good old days. To teach them to love Jesus. To teach them to love others. We get to be the church family that they get to grow up in. And I'm excited about our children's ministry. I'm excited about Faith Lane. I'm excited because I know your children children are going to be excited about it. They're going to get excited about different ways to hear those same old wonderful stories about Jesus. I'm excited about a brand new school year beginning. With all the challenges. With all the anxiety. But with all the opportunities as well. You know, as of today, one more marble goes out of that jar. As of today, we have one less week to pour our lives into the lives of our children. Let's be very, very intentional about how we're spending our time. Let's be very, very intentional as we think about the importance and the urgency of how we're loving our children. Dave's got a song that we're going to use as a song of encouragement this morning. There's something on your heart that you'd just like this family to be praying with you about. We'd We'd love the opportunity to do that. If there's any way that we as a family, as a body, can serve you, there'll be some people here at the front of the auditorium. Won't you meet us there? Always stand and sing.